Hi, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the Locust Golden Hour podcast. My name is Christina. And I'm Lena. And we are your hosts. So Locust Golden Hour is all about sharing stories, advice, tips, all things surrounding university and student life. So we have a lot to talk about and a lot to share. Yeah. And before we get started, I think it's since this is our first episode, you should probably get to know us a little bit better. So maybe we can start out with introducing ourselves a bit more and maybe sharing a little bit about some of our favorite memories or experiences. Yeah. What's your favorite? Oh, before we get into that, actually, what like what program are you in, Lena? I'm in my third year of the BBA program or the business administration program, I'm writing in French and hoping to concentrate in marketing. Um, I'm also the virtual programming coordinator for Locus on the Waterloo campus. And I'll pass it off to you now, Christina. Okay. Um, I am going into my third year of health administration. I'm hoping to do a minor in leadership. And um, I am the virtual programming coordinator for the Brantford campus. So yeah, Lena and I are partners on this thing. We're um, sort of running this podcast and our Twitch channel as well. So there's a lot to look forward to this year. We, we are definitely coming in hot with all this virtual programming for you guys. And we hope that you're just as excited as we are for all of this new content that we're going to create. Yay, it's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like a lot of new things happening this year well because last year was quite different with everything being online right and we're not entirely sure what's happening with the if things are going to be in person or whatnot this year but um i i don't know like we were going to talk about how we can start off strong right regardless of what happens this year so yeah i guess we can get into that some things academically something socially yeah i think you know I don't know about you, Christina, but personally, I was kind of scared I, in my first year. I was like, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I was, I was like nervous, but very, very excited, like super duper excited. Um, but I think like going into it, like you obviously like try to do research, you know, you don't really know what to expect. And so um, I guess the first few weeks are just kind of trying to get a, get a sense of what's going to happen and hopefully start off on a, on a good note, right? Yeah. Like, I remember the months leading up to um, moving to Brantford for school and everything. I was trying to watch YouTube videos and get more information on Laurier. And I, I lived on residence, so I searched up what the residence rooms looked like and stuff. But, like, you, you were a locust student, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm actually, I feel like I didn't do that much research, which, which on my part, like, that was my fault. But I remember coming on to campus. I never got a tour of the campus, which is really funny to me. I just, like, I just knew I wanted to go to Laurier. Like, I just knew I, like, loved my program. I just loved Laurier in general. So I just didn't even need to go, which I'm glad I ended up really liking the campus. because <laughs> I can just imagine, like, I just end up hating the campus. But it's, it's really great, and I love it so much. Um, but I remember coming on to campus on September 1st. It was like, I think orientation was starting and I was moving into my apartment off campus and I got a, I, I toured it myself with my friends and I was just like, whoa, this is huge. Like the buildings are huge. And by the way, like the Laurier's University, both on the Brantford and Waterloo campus are not that big compared to other universities. It's like a medium sized campus with medium, like a medium amount of people. So I just thought that was really funny because like 
I thought it was like huge and it is, it is pretty big and you need to get used to it. But um, yeah, I think like, just like not knowing what to expect is, is like that kind of nervousness that gets everyone usually. Yeah. And like, even though Laurier's campuses are like on the smaller side of university, still like so big compared to high school. Oh yeah, for sure. There's a lot. And I remember all the people moving in because like there were moving times for residents and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But seeing so many people, everyone was scared. Everyone Mm -hmm. is nervous. (laughs) But like that's what makes it all okay because everybody's equally as nervous. Exactly. Exactly. Everyone wants to make friends. Everyone's nervous. Everyone's um, excited. So I think it's nice that you're, you know, that everyone's in the same boat kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So like... Um, for the people listening, whether you're going to be attending virtually or you're living like near campus or whatever, like everybody's nervous. Everybody's nervous to make new friends, meet new people, but mm-hmm. you will find your place. Like it exactly. just falls into place eventually. Exactly. And I think what I love about Lori though, is even though it seems like a big campus or a medium sized campus, like usually I would see someone I knew walk like just by walking to class or even in zoom like I I see like a familiar name or familiar face um so I feel like it's really nice because the community's pretty tight-knit um I would like to say yeah I think so like for like some of my friends that I've spoken to at other universities they don't really talk to their classmates as much but Mm -hmm. especially on the Brantford campus I feel like when you walk past people, it's always like a, you, you nod at each other. It's almost yeah. kind of like high school um, <laughs> where, where you do, where you do see people and you recognize faces. And also because the Brantford campus is like, you can, if you speed walk, you can walk across the whole thing in like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I feel like that's nice. And um, speaking about, you know, the community and everything, how do you, I guess our topic today is about starting off strong. I think a big worry can be, you know, making friends. So Christina, do you have any advice for incoming Golden Hawks on like, how do you make friends coming in, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay. It's, for me, it was like, um, not exactly difficult, but it's because I'm really introverted and you're like a very introverted person too, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember telling myself and going in when I when I moved in, like, I have to put myself out there. Uh-huh. I have to say yes more. I have yes. to, like, when you have those first conversations with new people, because you're going to meet so many new people, like, ask for their Instagram or ask, like, for their number or something. Because, mm-hmm. like, those are the friends that I have, like, stuck with where yes. I took the first step to be like, hey, we should talk more than just like small talk at the beginning of the year, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I think like, um, I was like really afraid, but taking that step definitely helped. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think like getting out of your comfort zone, right? I know like as an introvert, like both of us are introverts. It's it's so hard, but like, um, I think like knowing that like, you know, everyone's in the same spot, like, they want to get to know you, too, and so, like, I I remember in person, I would just, like, really, I'd be, like, Lena, you got this, hype myself up, and then I'd turn to the person next to me and say, hi, my name is Lena, like, nice to meet you, like, what's your name? I, like, tried to do that in every single class, and I I remember, like, this is really funny, I actually have, I have a funny story, but, um, (laughs) in, in my econ class, so I'm in the BBA program, and it's a mandatory class to take econ. And this is a lecture full of like 600 people. Okay. So I had, I knew no one in this class. So I'm sitting in this big lecture hall 
and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. I turn to the person next to me. I'm like, hey, like my name is Lena, whatever. It's fine. I asked for his number because I wanted a buddy in class just in case like I, I missed something or if we wanted to like do homework, I don't know, share answers, whatever. So I asked for his number, I got his number, whatever. I, I'm, I feel like it's still in my phone. We ended up never texting each other ever again and I've never seen him ever again. So to the boy who gave, who like, was nice to be and talk to me on the first day. Thank you. Thank you so much because I actually really appreciate it. But I also have a success story. So that so you know what? I never saw him again and that's totally okay. You know, you don't have to be friends with everyone you meet during a week or in class. But then I do have success stories for you guys. Don't worry. <laughs> um, in my accounting class, I kind of did the same thing with this girl I was sitting beside. And she's still my friend today. We're in third year. We still Aww. talk. Um, we're really good friends. I think like, I guess um, it was like a smaller class and, you know, we've, we gone out to like different events together and like went for dinner and food. So like, I feel like getting to know someone outside of just your classroom setting might be nice, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like I just, I think trying to put yourself out there, whether it's successful or not, like you'll, you'll find that you'll find a person, you'll find a friend if you just keep trying and you just put yourself out there. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I know it's like hard to not have too many expectations going in, like with movies or whatever you hear like stories from people where they, they're like, yeah, I met my lifelong best friend on the first day of like orientation week. And like, um, uh, you know, people are like, oh, and then I went to, we went to each other's weddings in the future, whatever. I was so caught up with trying to find my lifelong best friend right when uh-huh. I uh, moved to school. But then I realized like, um, it takes time to build friendships like that. It's not going to be like an instant click all the time. So like, exactly. Um, even if it's awkward to ask for someone's number or Instagram or be like, hey, we should hang out outside of class sometime. Like it all pays off. And even if a friendship sure. doesn't happen right away, they're going to happen. So exactly. I, I definitely agree with that. And kind of speaking on the other side with virtual classrooms, I feel like you can't you can't turn to so- like you can't like turn to someone beside you because they're not beside you but I think virtually another good way to make friends is definitely getting involved mm-hmm. yes like in my first year like we were both in the first year leadership program right so mm-hmm. uh, for those of you who don't know the first year leadership program is basically like a well it's a program where there's like <laughs> um, a bunch of councils that run events for other first year students. So I was in one called Art Hawks on the Brantford campus. So we hosted things like um, open mics and we partnered with the other councils to do like haunted Halloween houses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, that was in person and we um, like met up every week, but that also continued virtually um, last year when things were online for th- those incoming first years. So they got to meet on Zoom virtually. They got to form those friendships and stuff like that. How was yeah, your experience exactly. in FYLP? I had such an amazing time. I was on my Locust House Council. Um, and so I know our councils work a bit differently on Brantford and Waterloo, but it's it's very similar. Um, I was a community representative, so I sent out emails to my community, tried to hype up all of our events. I helped plan these events too. Um, and so I just remember like most of my friends were in my Locust House Council. I just think I got to know them really well. And like, I was just, I don't know, it was just such a passionate group of people. And even if you weren't on council, I felt like you got to meet a bunch of people in the Locust program, living off campus. And it was just 
such a really good time. Um, I actually, one of my best friends, um, I met her through council. Um, she's also in my program. So um, yeah, I was just really thankful because it definitely helped me develop friendships. And then also I really liked developing my leadership skills because mm -hmm. I think um, FYLP is all about, you know, leadership and learning new skills and being able to kind of get out of your comfort zone and try new things. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I feel like I learned a lot, not only to like, I meet a lot of people, but I learned a lot with how to talk to people in general and how mm. to lead. And I know like, um, I was, uh, I had some students uh, last year that were in my community that were in FYLP. Like I had one on the house council and art Hawks as well. Um, and they, they said it was like the, one of the best decisions they made in first year because they yeah. got to meet people and they had their own like group of friends there too. So that makes me really happy. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, one of my favorite memories from first year was Hawk Weekend or um, the Brantford counterpart is the Golden Hawk Challenge. Yeah. And that was just such a fun weekend. Like all the residences and all of Locust gets together. We battle it out through all these different games. I know we did it virtually and it was super fun because we were also OCAs last year um, and we got to kind of attend as an OCA and I had a blast as an OCA. I, I just want to keep going every single year. Um, and so it's just like, I guess like, first of all, I love cheering. I know some people do not like cheer offs or like screaming their heads off, but I love cheering. So like, there's a lot of cheering. There's a lot of um, different games to play, trivia, like um, you have to work as a team to try to get as many points and stuff. Um, you have like a lot of spirit. Um, and it's just like such a fun time. It's like yeah. in February when everyone's, I guess, more comfortable and you've kind of got to know your community or your residents. Yeah. Like I'm not a cheer person because I just get shy of like being too loud or whatever, uh -huh. Uh -huh. but I still cheered at the, at events like Golden Hawk Challenge and like I participated my butt off because yes. it was fun. <laughs> like you, you, I, like I'm a shy, more on the shy side. But then when we had those events, like I remember we did like a capture the flag thing and I don't mm -hmm. remember what um, we did virtually, but I, I was like, I, I can't not participate. Like, I'm going to miss out. Like, this is so much uh -huh. fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's even like events leading up to the Hawk Weekend Challenge sometimes. I don't know if um, Brentford does the same, but we usually do like preliminary events where you're like trying to get like a, a leg up for the event. It's like, it's almost like an amazing race, like... It's a whole like game show. Like there's a different theme every year. Like it's this huge event. And I definitely recommend going if you're in your first year, whether it's going to be online or virtually. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a highlight. Like one of like, you know, inside out, there's like core memories. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like being an FYLP and then like Golden Hawk Challenge core memories. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> Our memories to our laureate careers. <laughs> Speaking of like, you know, really good memories, um, do you have like maybe an experience like inside the classroom or like in a club that you really enjoyed outside of the Golden Hawk Challenge? Hmm. Um there's a there's a lot to choose from because I met like so many cool people, even if I don't talk to them too much anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I still had good memories with them. Like, um, oh, I remember in orientation week, um, 
there there's a day where you could go and talk to professors yeah um and they gave out free food so that was great <laughs> um, I remember like being so nervous and scared but then they had mac and cheese and I love mac and cheese even though I'm lactose intolerant so I was eating the mac and cheese and I was sitting on like the courtyard um and then um one of my friends he's my friend now came up to me and was talking to me about what program I was in and stuff and you know it's just generic small talk but like you know, when you like zoom out of a moment and you're like, I'm making a new friend, I'm sitting on a field, I'm yes. eating mac and cheese and I'm at a new school. And it's like another core memory. <laughs> I was like, even though I was nervous, I was like, this is going to be okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. I yeah. love that. I think like looking back, like, although we were really nervous, like we get to look back on all these memories, our core, core memories, as we call them, and, and kind of see like, we've come a long way for sure. Yeah. yeah, and then like virtually, um, as like we were OCAs last year, I definitely made more connections with other Locus OCAs when we were planning events and such. Like yeah. even when we had movie nights and maybe we didn't have too many students show up, we still like socialized and talked and yeah, that was fun. For sure. Yeah, I think, you know, virtually like meeting people can be a challenge, but it's not impossible it's never impossible um i feel like you're meeting new people like almost every day in university it's kind of it's kind of kind of weird to think about that like there's always a new face or someone new you can connect to or even like get to know deeper because like you can know someone but like actually getting to know them is kind of different right yeah yeah um, in in breakout rooms too i know some people don't like breakout rooms but when you're in a Zoom class and you get split into breakout rooms, like I also, I always ask for their Instagram too. Oh yeah. <laughs> in, in case, you know, also like you feel like you need to ask something about the class, but then you just like start sending posts to each other. And memes. then you're like, yeah, like memes. You'd be like, hey, I remember in class you said something about cats. Here's a cute picture of a cat. Uh -huh. and then you make friends virtually that way you know that is yeah that's like the best way to make friends send memes on instagram send memes, yes <laughs> how to make friends send memes <laughs> if you're gonna take one takeaway send me <laughs> <laughs> yes oh um speaking of i guess we've talked a lot about making friends and stuff mm -hmm. um how would you say like Another worry is like academically, I feel like, you know, mm -hmm. like mo I think my main worries were like making friends. And then my second one was like, how do I do school? Like how does school work yeah. in university, you know? Because it's really different from high school. Like in high school, you have the same schedule every day. You mm -hmm. go to school from this time to this time. But like your schedule is different every day in university. And then when things are virtual, Sometimes you have asynchronous classes, right? So yeah. you don't have a Zoom thing. You just have to like complete this by whatever date. And so oftentimes you forget about it. But like, I don't know, like what was your approach at, at like just starting a new kind of school? Yeah, I know when I was like, you know, transitioning from like high school to university, I was like, what? Like, I didn't, I was like, this looks like I have a very free schedule. Like, I only have class, like, twice a week for this one. I have five courses. Like, I have a lot of free time. And then I realized the reason why you have free time, you're supposed to be studying or doing, that's doing work. Maybe you have a part-time job or clubs and stuff. Like, it gets busy. And I was, like, really shocked. And I think what really helped me, like, 
I had an agenda um, for my first year and I really liked using that to like write down my due dates and like what I need to do and just kind of developing a to-do list. I know I've kind of changed my strategies after trying a lot out. Um, I think your first year is kind of your your time to try everything out or like see if like because not everything you do whether it be studying or your organization strategies from high school it's not all gonna work yeah so i think i've definitely changed um i use google calendar like it's my life like google calendar has everything i need to do and i also like to develop a weekly schedule of like where i need to be like if i'm in class for zoom um whether I have a meeting because like I know virtually there's so many like meetings you have or like um, things you need to attend virtually so I like to to know where I'm supposed to be like online I guess or even yeah. in person so I think my main strategies if I were to just summarize it would be google calendar weekly schedule and if you want like agenda or to-do list yeah I'd say the what same about you? thing too. yeah like, yeah, I'd say the same thing too. Like I, I had an agenda and I, I did that in high school too, but it was, I liked having it even more in university because we got a syllabus. Mm, yes. So like, I, I remember going into university and being like, what, what is a syllabus? Like yes, me too. everything at once. So yeah. Like, and the first week of class, if you're nervous about that, the first week of class is usually just like, um, they, your professors go through what the semester is going to look like. When, the, when things are due, how much things are worth. And then you have like the next four months of due dates. So you can just go into your Google Calendar, like iPhone, Apple Calendar, and then you put in all the due dates. Yeah. It's like, that's like a, a worry that's eased, right? Lifesaver. I think it, it might take a while during your first week to input all of that. But once you've got it down, that will save your life. That will... Mm -hmm literally change everything yeah so yeah I had it like in my phone I and then I had one of those whiteboard calendars that I got from the Laurier bookstore yes and I had that on my wall and I just put all the due dates there and then yeah an agenda like an actual like handwritten one mm -hmm. so yeah like um your study habits and like work ethic that you had in high school um it it may change it may not you may just like make adjustments to it but like yeah, there's, there's room for flexibility. Yeah, I definitely think I kind of had to relearn how to learn, um, if that makes any sense. Like, taking notes, like, I don't think in high school you do that kind of a lot. You have to learn how to, like, take notes, whether it be, like, do you prefer typing your notes or do you, like, um, annotating, whether it be on, like, paper, you print out your, your slides or maybe you have, like, an iPad or something. I think it like you get to kind of experiment with with all of that note taking as well. Yeah, like in high school, at least for me, it was mostly just like handouts mm -hmm. that I had to fill in. But yeah. then in university, it's you know you you learn how you want to learn. There's a lot exactly. more room for you to do things how it works for you, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, and like on top of how you like to learn. Um, there's also like where you like to do your work. So like you can work at home or you can go and you can study on campus, whatever, wherever you feel like you focus better, you can always try out different techniques or different places to study or different people to study with. Oh, I agree. Do you, what are some of the methods that you like to use when studying? 
I remember in my first year on campus, I liked to study between classes. So I would go to campus and then say I had a class from like 8.30 to 11.30. I would go to that class and then from 11.30 to 2.30 when my next class was, I would prepare for that next class or do work that I need to do for that first class. So like blocking out certain times worked for me and having that planned out. I would also um, make to-do lists. So on Sundays, I would make to-do lists for Monday to Friday and then just um, try to follow it as best as I could. So if it was like an essay I had to write um, and I need like five paragraphs, I do one paragraph a day so that I finish it by the end of the week and it's not like so overwhelming. That's so, a really good strategy. That's what that's what mostly worked for me, blocking out time and planning ahead and doing my best to stick to that plan. Yeah, that's awesome. I think for me, I, I agree with the blocking out time. I loved um, studying on campus a lot. Um, so I would do the same thing of like doing other coursework or preparing for the, the next class um, between my classes. Um, and then I would like study, I would study for a long time on campus. And then I tried to like do like the least amount of work at home just cause like I, I kind of like tried to, I couldn't really work in my room, which was really funny because once the pandemic hit, I literally was doing everything in my room. So I really had to learn how to do work in my room. And now obviously I, I am able to focus um, in my room just by separating my, my rest space and my study space. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to, I don't really plan for the week like you do, Christina. I tend more to do like daily to-do lists. So like the night before I might plan. Um, I also have this Trello thing. So it's like in Trello. Do you know Trello, Christina? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Also Nilash, one of the, uh, one of the locus execs, he loves Trello and he introduced it to me. Um, it just helps you like put in like to-do lists and um, like things you need to get done. You can put a due date and color code things. And I recently started using this in my um, my third year actually. And it's helped me a lot. Um, so if you're looking for like an application, I think also there's another one called, I don't remember what it's called. Was it, ah, I don't remember. It was something about like notes. <laughs> which obviously something like notability or is that an oh, app that's an app no okay. it's like For- the one that's really hard to use oh i probably don't know what that is. <laughs> hello I, okay. is, is yes hello a website or is it a google chrome extension i forget oh i use the the app oh there's an like app i downloaded too? it like onto my laptop Oh, wait, that's so useful. I think there is a, an extension though too, but yeah, I think Trello is really helpful. There's also something similar that I just can't remember the name to. Um, maybe if I'm editing, I will insert, I will like say it out loud because I just, um, Notion. <laughs> Notion. Notion, Notion. Have you heard of Notion, Christina? No, I haven't heard of that one. Okay, Notion. Also people like to do to-do lists or like write notes or something like I just like I think it's hard to use or like I just didn't get it but a lot of people use that so if you are interested take a look at Notion um are there any other apps that you like to use Christina or like things to download to stay organized um I know that Laurier does provide um what is it called Microsoft 365 right for free yes so take advantage of those resources because you can use um Microsoft Word 
a OneNote, PowerPoint, Excel. Calendar. Calendar. <laughs> yeah, all of those things. It's it's free. I'm not, I don't remember exactly how to get it and access it because I did that in my first year, like two years ago. But you just need your email and you yeah, can download it once you, because actually all of our emails have moved to Outlook. So once you log into your Outlook email, you can go to like 365 and just download it. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah I use, I use OneNote. Um, I know some people use it for to-do lists and such. I just use it for my notes, but OneNote is so easy to organize for me at least because you can yeah. organize it into notebooks as if it was like a physical notebook and then you have pages too. Use your folders, people. Like, yeah. please organize <laughs> yourself into folders. It will help you. Like, I have like a whole folder, like for my first year, that's divided into more folders and more folders. So, like, you can like look back at things, or like if you need to, if like a course builds, maybe you can like look back on your notes from like the previous lecture or mm -hmm. like course. So, organization, it's it's hard, but I think you kind of have to figure out what what works for you. Mm -hmm. It keeps you on top of things too, because because sometimes it can get overwhelming. But when you have everything and you can like see it, and it becomes like a tangible thing rather than just like a faraway due date, then it it becomes a lot like easier to handle. For sure. And then like, what do you think about like studying itself? Like, I find it sometimes hard to get into motivation or like just getting to do something. Do you have things that like motivate you or like techniques that you like to use while studying? Um, I know that there's a, I don't know how you pronounce it, Pomodoro technique. It's yeah. a, I don't remember what it is exactly, but I think it's you put a, a, like a 30 minute timer on or 25 minutes or something like that. You work for that short amount of time and you take a five minute break and then you go back and you do another 25 and you do how many rounds that it takes you to finish. And then uh, after you've done it a couple times, you realize how many rounds you need to complete a certain task. So like, say you're doing readings for a class and you're like, oh, I need two rounds of the Pomodoro technique. So that one I haven't tried like strictly. I just kind of time myself to give myself, make sure I have breaks rather than working like two hours straight or something. But there's yeah. that one. Yeah. I actually use that technique you do? all the okay. time. Yeah, no. Um, I find it hard to focus, so I just like start the timer. It's 25 minutes of studying and five minutes of um, break. I found that it helps me just because like it just helps me get started. I think the biggest thing for motivation is like just get started. There's this five minute rule. It's like tell yourself you're going to do something for five minutes. And once you get to the five minutes, like you're going to get into it kind of and it'll be easier to start off um, mm -hmm. if maybe you're procrastinating or putting things off. But yeah, I really like using Pomodoro um, to get me started. I know some people say it like breaks your concentration. So like you might not like 25 minutes is usually not enough time to get a lot of like things done. So you might again have to do another round. But a similar technique is the power hour. So you study for like 45 minutes or like 50 minutes, take a 10 minute break or 15 minute break. Um, that may give you more wiggle room. But yeah, I think just getting started <laughs> It's like yeah. one of my biggest issues for motivation. Um, but once you're there, you can just kind of focus on what you need to do. Yeah, I'd say the same thing for me, getting started or like breaking concentration by picking up my phone. That's the one oh. that gets me to. So like yeah. for that, 
I film time lapses of myself working. I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, saw that yeah. I saw that on TikTok. Yeah. I saw that on TikTok. Because it, it keeps you from reaching for your phone because you're like, wait, I want to see the recording after. I it's so, so satisfying. Yeah. Like, then, like looking back. Yeah. If you film yourself like writing or if you film your screen while you're typing something and you see like, oh, look, that's how much work I did. And yes. it's like in a concise like 30 second like um time lapse but it's like over an hour of work exactly and you get more done than you think yeah yeah like putting away distractions is so important especially like with the virtual environment because like everything's just at like at arm's reach kind of so like I like even had to like just lock your phone into your drawer or if you don't want to do your time lapse right like put your phone in the kitchen or something like where you can't reach it and like you know you'll be tempted to like kind of set yourself up for success by like making your environment you know a pleasant place to study or like having your water so you don't have to keep getting up and get get getting water right so kind of <laughs> don't forget to drink water everyone drink what water break I feel like we need mm. to take a water break okay water break <laughs> <laughs> yes. So make sure you have everything at your your study station so that you don't have to keep getting up and you can just kind of focus for that amount of time. Mm -hmm. What do you think about like, like, do you have any tips for creating a balance between like work or school and life? Because I feel like that's also hard to balance, especially when you're virtual. I definitely agree. I think planning, I know like not everyone like likes to plan, but I think planning time for yourself or even to hang out with friends is really important. Um, if you can plan your schedule for studying, you can plan time to have fun. So like, I don't know, like blocking out time and saying, okay, I'm gonna do like a self-care routine, whatever on Friday at 7 p.m. Like that kind of has been helping me just because especially with the online environment, there hasn't really been a separation between my school, my work, I also work online and even hang out with friends because I hang out virtually. But like when I schedule a time to just be alone and like do whatever I want or like schedule a time where I'm gonna Zoom call my friends and like play a game, I find that it's helping me a lot just because if I don't plan, it's probably not gonna happen. Yeah, and it's all on the same device too. Mm -hmm. It's like all on your laptop, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What about I, you, Christina? I think, yeah, I'd say the same thing. Just like making sure that you do make time for yourself. Um, and just like also discipline so that you're, because it, it'll be tempting to just like go and play a game or something or watch a Netflix show while you're on your computer doing work. But yeah like scheduling time and just like making sure to keep yourself accountable. Yeah, I mean, you can have it. You can have it all. Like you can have that balance. I think it really definitely comes down to like organization and time management and just, you know, university isn't all about grades and learning. It's about those relationships that you make, those memories and experiences that you make, you know, getting involved or joining a club. Um, so just keep that in mind and like have that good balance, like work hard and play hard at the same time, you know? Yeah. And then if you need help, there's also like so many school resources that you can take advantage of to help you even like create a schedule. 
Yeah, for like, sure. Have you used any of those resources, Christina? I haven't, but I've had friends that have, and they said that like it, it changed their life. Like mm -hmm. um, on like the Brantford campus, the Learning Skills and Development Center. I'm not sure if it's called the exact same thing on the Waterloo campus. I think there's a similar, yeah, I think it's called the same thing as well. We have like a, I think there's different um, like resources, if that makes sense of like what they're called. Mm -hmm. But um, I know that you can go within like the first month, you can even go whenever, but it's helpful to go in the first month of school and you, you print out all your syllabi. I always mm -hmm. want to say syllabuses. <laughs> <laughs> you, you print out all your syllabi and they help you create a schedule so that you can organize it if you feel like you have trouble planning ahead and doing that. So like mm -hmm. there's that school resource, there's like the writing center, they don't edit papers for you or anything, but they help you look over them. Have I you ever used edit. a writing center? I thought they do edit for you, or like they help you edit. <laughs> like I, I don't think like they they go in and look at it, like, like revise it, but they mm -hmm. like guide you through it. Yeah, well, I've used the writing center to help me like kind of edit and like reword things kind of mm -hmm. um on the waterloo campus i think like it's usually an upper year student maybe like a grad student or an upper year undergrad student and they um they've kind of helped me like communicate my ideas maybe or just like um edit like what i've written already to kind of make sure that it makes sense so Whatever you really need for the writing center, if you need help writing something, go to the writing center. It's called the writing center for the reason. Um, and that's obviously available on both campuses too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know I've used um, what you're talking about with like the time management um, on the Waterloo campus. I, I think I'm a pretty decent organizer, but I just wanted, I was just curious, like, if they had a different strategy for, I just wanted, I tried everything in my first year, I feel like. Um, yeah, I was just like, I just wanted to. So they taught me, I use this actually now, but they taught me how to block off time and like schedule um, my time. So I have a weekly calendar. I have like the, from 8.30 to like 12, right? Like what, where I am and what I'm doing, I've like schedule that in. And then they said like, if you're not, doing if you don't have class on that day you can like work on it on the off day so if you have class on Mondays and Wednesdays you can review on the same day but then like also maybe if you have an assignment or whatever you can block off time on the Tuesday to work on the assignment and then on the days that you have class and you're just reviewing your notes or studying for whatever you need to like the off days can be used for other things so mm -hmm. I kind of learned how to how to schedule my time. And also, you know, if you're also feeling overwhelmed about it, about anything, you know, learning consultants can help you. Um, first year peer coaches, you know, if you're procrastinating, they're designed for all the first years, um, as well as just the wellness center in general, they can help find you someone to talk to, you know? Yeah. Like, I really, what, I, what also drew me towards Lori, other than simply my program, was like not only the community, but how helpful the resources are here because Laurier really cares about their students. I and definitely they, agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think when I came here, I was overwhelmed with the amount of support, if that makes sense. Like, like obviously yeah. there's not, there's a lot and you may not use all of them, but just know that they're there for you. Um, yeah. 
I know I use like the math and stats center a lot on the Waterloo campus because like it helps with all the math courses if you're taking any and they're so helpful like I if I have no idea what I was doing there's also directed homework sessions there's like extra sessions where you can just get an upper year student and you review course content and supplemental instruction on the Waterloo campus mm -hmm. I'm actually an SI leader shameless plug go to SI sessions get maybe bonus marks even for some classes um but yeah I remember just being like feeling so welcomed and like supported in my first year yeah like even oh with office hours with professors mm -hmm. um like in in person um professors block out certain times where you can go and just like drop in and maybe talk about um, something you're learning in class or like a paper that you want them to look over or a mark you want to discuss. But then they also have it virtually because um, some, some of my professors in second year had virtual office hours where they just had like Zoom open and they're just mm -hmm. chilling, waiting for people to come talk to them. Yeah. And oftentimes they're just, they're waiting for people to come talk to them. So they are. <laughs> go talk to them. <laughs> Guys, even if you don't have a question about class I recommend just going there and establishing like a relationship like if you ask your professors about their research I feel like they'd like be beaming and super happy to talk about their research like I feel like they're very passionate about you know what they're researching maybe they're publishing a book right now a lot of them like publish textbooks or, or publications so like ask them about their research ask them about their life um or maybe even if they have any advice for you, but I know I I don't think I really went to office hours in my first year. And then like later on, I realized like I should um, and that like it's very, very helpful. So I know it can be intimidating at first, but they're there to help you. Yeah, they want you to succeed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and like speaking of professors, this is like a piece of advice I was told starting first year that that helped me. It's not for everybody because some people, you know, like to just like stay at the back a little bit and not participate. But I'm a kind of person that likes to participate a lot. So at the end of my first class of like every course, oh, sorry, I hit my microphone. Um, <laughs> I went up and I shook my professor's hand. This is like when you could actually have contact with people. <laughs> yes. And I shook their hand and I said, hi, my name is Christina. Like, I'm excited to be in your class whatever and then they started remembering me by name but that's also because Brantford classes are small mm -hmm. like the biggest one I had was probably just like less than 100 people okay but yeah I think just like saying hi to them in exactly. addition to your classmates saying hi to the professors yeah I remember seeing um my econ professor walking his dog to campus he like does that a lot um he also brings his dog to office hours so if you wanted to see I don't know if your professor had a dog and you want to see the dog, visit them at office hours. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I mean, getting getting them to know your name, I feel like is really, really good. It not only like helps you, but it's just nice. Like, I don't know if you're answering questions and they can call on you by name. That's just like really nice to have, you know? And also you become more than just like another face in the crowd. Um, when they are marking or TAs are marking, they like they they know who you are, you know. So exactly. they're like, oh, I I feel like I know what this person is talking about or trying to say here, and it helps yeah. a little bit. Don't be afraid to ask questions either during lecture. I feel like 
there are a lot of times when you know someone asks a question and most other people had the same question like you would be very surprised like maybe you're not comfortable with saying it out loud and you might have the same question and if you don't feel comfortable asking that's totally fine maybe just go up to them after class because usually they stick around after class and you can ask them privately um and that way you're not maybe if you feel nervous to say it in front of the class or um you'd rather just talk to them in person you can just do that instead yeah like there are no stupid questions exactly yeah and seriously like, though <laughs> yeah like seriously and like before we record this episode Lee and I were talking about like um on we have a, some brainstorms about what we wanted to talk about with starting off strong in your first year and we put allowing yourself to feel intellectually uncomfortable because mm-hmm. everybody is there to learn mm-hmm. so it's I remember going into one of my first classes and um it was more science-based and I didn't take much science in in high school so I was like sweating. I was nervous. I was like, I feel like I don't know anything. I feel like everybody around me knows more than I do. And I'm worried about feeling like dumb or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, like it's a university is a big change and it's okay to struggle sometimes. And it's okay to ask questions because that's how you learn. And again, like taking advantage of those resources, talking to people, talking to your professors, like it's okay to feel uncomfortable sometimes. For sure. I think it's okay to struggle. I, I don't, I feel like I haven't really met anyone that had like their own struggle during first year. It's very different. Like some people, like they do, they did really well in first year and like maybe they didn't have any issues and maybe you have a different experience where like you started off really great and it ended up being worse in the winter, whatever flip, it can be flipped with like maybe in the fall you struggled, but then you learned and you got your way and you were able to succeed a bit better in um your second semester but whatever it is like everyone kind of goes through a different life cycle the student life cycle very differently so if you're struggling just remember like there's other there's probably someone else struggling and just because you know maybe you see like if they're like in like a lot of different things and maybe you're you're not even in a club or anything that doesn't mean that your struggle is minimized if that makes sense um, just because everyone has like a very different journey and just cause like try not to compare yourself is I guess what I'm trying to say, because, you know, everyone's programs different, everyone's, um, doing different things in their life. Maybe there's other factors, um, to, as to why you may be struggling more than your peers or, um, things that are just different. So just, just keep that in mind and, and be nice to yourself. Yeah. Be nice to yourself. Be nice that's a, to that's yourself. A good one. Yeah. <laughs> and like going back to how we're talking about how your study habits and work ethic can change, like you may see somebody that's like for like like spends eight hours in the library and is always studying and and maybe you're like why why can't I work that hard? Mm-hmm. It's important not to compare yourself because you know you two work in different ways and that's fine. Exactly. I remember I'm a very slow reader. And if I need to read a textbook, I take so long. And I remember my friends, like, they're like, did you do the reading or whatever in the questions or uh, whatever already? And I'm like, no, I haven't. And then I would, they'd, they'd be done in like an hour and I'm sitting there for like two hours trying to read this whole chapter. Right. And I'm like such a slow reader. I like, my notes are so different. And 
just because it takes someone like a short amount of time to get the assignment or whatever done, like, and maybe you have to chunk it in, in different methods, right? Maybe you have to do a little bit each day and you're working a bit harder than other people, but that is okay because mm -hmm. again, everyone works so differently. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a really good place to end off. What do you think, Christina? Yeah. Like, I feel like we talked about a lot, like, I guess if we talk about main takeaways, you know, everyone is nervous to meet new people. So just like put yourself out there, get involved, um, take advantage of, of the resources that Laurier has to offer and how nice the whole community is really. Um, and, and it's okay to struggle. It's okay yeah. to um, ask for help and also um, feel, feel a bit uncomfortable, but just know that you have support from everyone there, whether it be your peers, your professors, and then just like all the university resources. Awesome. Well, just to end it here, just I hope you guys enjoyed our first episode. I feel like we talked about so many different topics. Um, hopefully some that resonated you and you, you enjoyed kind of what we talked about. Um, and just make sure you follow our Instagram at Locus Laurier to keep up with all of our updates. Um, and also subscribe to our podcast. Give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to. And until next time, stay golden. Bye, everybody. Bye.